Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, and radio network. What do we have in store for you on this edition of the program? A little NBA Finals precursor. You can call me Al. Al Horford finally getting to an NBA Finals. Does it mean anything in terms of a possibility into Springfield Hall of Fame career for Al Horford? Is it? We're going to explore what the next two weeks mean for that when it comes to Al Horford. Also, college baseball, Florida Gators hosting a regional again. Florida Gators softball into the Women's College World Series. And it's one of those interesting things because I want them to succeed. I work at the University of Florida. I run the sports radio station in which those games are broadcast. But we have history right in front of us. Oklahoma softball, Tennessee baseball. Going to explore what that would mean if either of those teams or both would go on to win a championship. And <laughs> you can't help but laugh when it comes to this. I've got a new place where Urban Meyer is going to coach. You can keep, you know, puffing that if you want to. It, it's never going to happen. Well, I, I shouldn't say never. But you be, say it out loud. Be realistic about things. Write it down. Read it. See if it makes any sense to you. And this one doesn't. Urban Meyer going to get back into coaching. No, I'm going to tell you why not as well. Remember, Harp on Sports, the bar. You can check her out at Twitter, at Instagram, at Harp on Sports. Also, uh, you can absorb it via the auditory route. Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Harp on Sports, the Facebook page, Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel, and of course, harponsports.com. Okay, start off with the NBA Finals first. Here we go, Al Horford in his first ever NBA Finals. We've seen Al Horford move around the NBA, whether it be Atlanta, Boston, two times in Boston now, finally over the hump. And it's not one of these things where he's just kind of along for the ride, because without Al Horford, they're not in the NBA Finals. Now, was he as good against the Heat as he was in the first two rounds of the postseason? No. No. You watch and what he did and how he did it against, well, good gracious. Go, go back and pick any series. What he did against Philly? What? Or I shouldn't say Philly, excuse me. What he did against Milwaukee? You know, when you had Giannis. And, and I, I, I look at his push throughout the postseason and what he was able to do. And the fact that he was, what, second on the team in points in different divisional rounds, Al Harford has put himself in a very interesting spot. Now, Hall of Famer, not Hall of Famer, right now I would say no. Very good. To me, Al Horford falls in rank and file where like a Johnny Damon would in baseball. That's what he reminds me of, like what Johnny Damon was in baseball. We're on a couple other guys too, like what Derek Mason was in the NFL as a wide receiver. It's like, oh, wow, good. Time's very good. All-star worthy. But Hall of Famer, to, to me, that's, in the NBA, that's a different rank and file. It just is. Now, Al Horford gets into the NBA Finals here and averages 22 points and 12 boards a game for the Celtics, and the Celtics beat the Warriors. Then all of a sudden, you got a different conversation because on a major stage, he would have had a major showcase. He would have. And, you know, you go back over the years and you look at guys. I, I was trying to think of other guys in other sports. He reminds me of Adam Wainwright in baseball. 
Oh, Adam Wainwright did win a World Series of the Cardinals, right? Finally getting there. What does he do when he gets there? I think it's going to be an amazing NBA Finals, not only for Al Horford and, and, and the Celtics and Tatum and these guys, but what this means for the Warriors. Steph Curry and Klay Thompson won a title, right? And then they lost a the title. They weren't able to defend their championship and had the greatest season that a regular season that an NBA team's ever had. And then they lose. Ugh. Lose to LeBron and the Cavs. Then Kevin Durant comes in. You go, bam, bam, back-to-back championships. And everybody kind of looks around and says, all right, yeah, okay. You joined a team that's a championship team. I don't... Oh. All right. And now we're back there without Durant. If the NBA Finals this year or the NBA postseason did anything, you know, we talk about how bad the Lakers were with LeBron. Look what it did to Durant. The Warriors got back there without him. Okay, we don't need you. We're back there without you. Now, yeah, the Lakers and that little dream team or whatever they're trying to create out there didn't work. But to me, the fact that Steph and Clay and Wiggins and, and Draymond, the fact that they got back after, what, four years? You know, you look back or at least trying to win it for the first time in four years, three years, right? They got there three years ago, lost to Toronto. And two years ago, the Lakers get there, win it. <laughs> right? Last year, Phoenix. Get, yuck. So, you know, you start to weigh these things out here a little bit and you say to yourself, oh, okay, now, now they're back. What does it mean? Well, this is what it means. It means that Steph can close the gap on the number that we have set as a bar for some reason, even though what, John Havlicek won more, even though Bill Russell won more. But Havlicek went to eight NBA Finals, right? Never lost one. Havlicek was 8-0 in the NBA Finals. It's amazing how we just gloss that stuff over. Bill Russell won 10 championships. Jordan 6. Jordan 6 is the bar for whatever reason. So fine, whatever. But with Jordan at 6, you have Duncan with 5, you have Kobe with 5, you got LeBron with 4. With a championship this year, Steph Curry enters the chat, doesn't he? It's like, I've won four. Now what? Shaq's won four. Right, Dwayne Wade, three. LeBron, four. So I, I look at this, what does it mean? Steph gets to four, then all of a sudden you start to look around and go, what would a fifth mean for Steph Curry? What would that mean? All about the rings. Now, Steph has never won an NBA Finals MVP. Right? Iguodala won the first one, and then the other two were won by Durant. So is this Steph Curry's NBA Finals? I think it is. This is Steph Curry's NBA Finals. He's in his 30s now. Probably got, what, three or four more solid years, good years. But the way he shoots, you know, he can have an elongated career like Reggie Miller did where he was playing reduced minutes at the end of his career you know, like the likes of Jermaine O'Neal and those guys out there that were supposed to take, you know, the baton until they start beating up fans. So I kind of look at, you know, Steph Curry being a little bit like Ray Allen at the end of his career where, okay, I, I, I'm not the guy anymore. Can I go somewhere else to win or can somebody else come in here and take this over and I can be a part of it? It'll, that'll be interesting to see. A little bit like what Kareem was with the Lakers, right? Kareem's team, and then Magic came in, it became Magic's, and then it became Magic's and Worthy's team. And Kareem was just kind of there at the end. But, you know, he was still contributing, still scoring double digits, right? 
Now, it's tough at 41 to be a center, but he was doing it, 42. So that's how I look at the NBA Finals, and I'm excited for it. I am. I'm excited for it, and I think it's going to be a good NBA Finals. If I had to pick right now, I'd say the Warriors in six. If I had to pick right now. I wouldn't be surprised if it went seven in either direction. I, I'd be shocked if either team won this in five games. I'd be shocked if either team won this in five games. I don't see how any... I, I, Somebody in six, somebody in seven. And I'm going with the Warriors in six. Home court. But the Celtics don't seem to care about where they play. It's ridiculous. It could be fun. So Al Horford, it's his moment to at least make people think about, is this a Hall of Fame career? I, I don't know, but an NBA Finals MVP, something like some big moments from him, sure go a long way. But again, he reminds me of Johnny Damon in terms of a baseball career. That's the type of career Horford's having. I look at him like, again, Derek Mason in the NFL. That, that's the type of career that he's having. I just don't know if we're over the hump yet when it comes to that. Good, good. Very good. I don't know if it's Hall of Fame worthy. All right. Warriors and six. Uh, shifting gears. To me, you know, I, I know nationally it's not that big of a deal. But. You know, you have Florida Gators softball team in the College World Series, Women's College World Series. The baseball team has gone on an amazing run here, and they're going to host again. And look, Florida baseball should make a Super Regional. They should get through. They should beat Central Michigan. They should beat Oklahoma or Liberty. They, they should get through this thing. Florida softball, what should they do? They, they should. Uh, I think they should win at least a game. But, you know, I want to see those teams succeed because it's good for the program. It's, it's, it signs my paychecks. It's good for business. The economic interest of the station that I program, it's good for it. But you have the opportunity to see something that's unique and special that we have never seen. I went through and looked. Oklahoma softball team is 54 and 2. It's that's obscene. 54 and 2. Oklahoma softball team is 54 and 2. So you know, if they win this thing, what can they do? You know, you look at eight, eight gets you to four, four gets you, you get two wins in, and then you win one, then you get to the finals, and four, five, they can get to 59 and three, right? You need to win five games, correct? Six, could they get to 60 wins? Yeah, they get to 60, couldn't they? They win two, they get through, they lose one, then they have to come back and win, they get you three, now they get to 59. So, Softball can get to 59 and three. I went through and looked. Arizona went 64 and three in 1994. It's the best record I can find. That's ridiculous. Oklahoma also went 56 and four last year, by the way. Oklahoma went 56 and four last year. They're 54 and two this year. Think about this. Oklahoma softball team is 110 and six. That's just ridiculous. They're 110 and six in the last two years. 110 and six. But you're talking about the greatest softball season of all time. Now, we may say, oh, yeah, fine, whatever. Well, you piggyback that on baseball. Tennessee's sitting here, I look at this, Tennessee's 53-7. and seven, And, you know, you start to do the math on this one, and Tennessee can get to 60 wins in baseball. Teams used to get 60 wins back in the 60s. In one year, Wichita State got 67 or 68 wins. I have no idea. He went six, they went like 68 and 16. Like, how the hell do you play 84 baseball games? 
know how college, but the NCAA stepped in and goes, wait, wait, it's way too many. Wait, we're going to back that up a little bit. Wichita, too. I mean, only play 84 baseball games. But I went through and looked. I'm trying to find a comp for Tennessee and baseball. And I find 2003, Rice went 58 and 12. Here's Tennessee at 53 and 7. So you do the math on this. What, where can Tennessee get? Well, it's going to take you two wins or three wins to win the region, right? Three wins to win your regional. So that gets you to 56. Two to win your super regional. That gets you to 58. And then three to get you to the championship game of the College World Series. That gets you to 61. 63 and seven. Tennessee baseball can finish 63 and seven. Now they can lose one in the regional. I get it. They can lose one in the super regional and they can lose. Technically, you lose two, you know, they could end with 11 losses. But I went around and looked single digit losses. You just don't find very many of them. Cal State Fullerton went 57 and nine in 1995. It's the closest thing I can find. A Texas went 59 and six in 75. So here's Tennessee sitting here at 53 and seven. Tennessee can finish 63 and seven. So your baseball teams and your softball teams, it's all said and done. Your softball national champion can be 59 and two and your baseball team can be 63 and seven. There's some baseball teams that lose six game, five games in a week. Seems all seven games all year. It's fascinating. To me, it's one of those things that just, I think it's remarkable that so many in this day and age, especially in sports like baseball, in softball, I know it's college, but records are so tough to break now. Why? Because so many of these records took place back in the 40s and 50s and 60s when there are 10 teams playing. But now, it, with the parity and the balance and the scholarships, the fact that you have a softball team that could win, go 59-2, you've got a college baseball team that goes 63-7. and seven. I mean, I've always said, I always root what's in the best interest of, and this is how things change as you, at least me as a broadcaster, or at least me as a media member, I root what's in the best interest of my career. I root what's in the best economic interest of what I'm doing. When I was in Jacksonville, I wanted the Jaguars to win every game. I want the Gators to win the championship in every sport. It's best for business. If they lose, well, yeah, it's no fun. I'd rather have them win. But if we could see a 63 and 7 national champion baseball team and a 59 and 2 national champion softball team, wow. Pretty, pretty special, right? Be pretty special. So, rooting for history? Question mark. I am. I'd like to see it. So, then there's this. <laughs> this is one of these things when I see it, I'm like, what are we, what are we doing here? Apparently, Urban Meyer, because somebody floated it on Twitter, oh, there's a place that he could coach. And that place, Bowling Green. Yes. Urban Meyer want to get back into coaching, go coach Bowling Green. Look, the reason Urban Meyer left the Fox booth to go to the NFL is because the Jags paid him close to $10 million a year. They paid him $8 million a year. So, Urban Meyer's making over a million dollars broadcasting. So he then enters the NFL because he's going to make $8 million a year. He's going to scratch that itch and win a championship in the NFL. So now he's going to take a pay cut and go coach in the MAC to scratch what itch? 
to punch his ticket? To what? To punch his ticket to what? The bowl game where the Lions play? Now, my alma mater just won that, but in the MAC, even I think of the best MAC seasons in the last 15, 20 years, what Northern Illinois went 13 and 1, went down to Miami and lost to Florida State, right? In the Orange Bowl. My alma mater, Western Michigan, won the MAC, went down and lost a good game to Wisconsin, lost by a touchdown in the Cotton Bowl. So those are remarkable top 15 group of five playing a major bowl game seasons. Is that Irvin Meyer would leave the Fox broadcasting booth to go coach Bowling Green for and take a pick? Why would you do that? Why? Why would Bowling Green hire him? They could win win what? Bring bring him in and, and first you gotta fire your coach and hire Urban Meyer and he's gonna take a pay cut and Sometimes you just write it down or say it out loud. You ever write something down and say, that doesn't look right? Well, maybe it's spelt wrong. And in this case, <laughs> Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer's going to go coach Bowling Green. That'd be a good fit for him. Why? But it'd be a good fit. Take a pay cut and go coach in the MAC and have to recruit. Now, you may sit there and say, well, he, he you know, it, it's just because he loves coaching and, and does he? So you're going to go take a $700,000, $800,000 a year job if you get him up that high and go win to go to the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit? Let's go to the Quick Lane Bowl where we can take on Wyoming. I, <laughs> I do it just doesn't make any sense. Urban Meyer's going to go to Urban Meyer's. Urban Meyer's done coaching for at least five years. Now, can I see a, a time if a team's desperate and he's done? He doesn't want to coach anymore, and he's he's got something to prove, and the right situation opens up. I maybe, maybe. But then again, I mean, what is that situation? I don't even know what that situation is. Place like maybe Kansas, You're gonna go coach there. You're not gonna do that. You don't want to coach a team. Okay, and go in here. I can slide in. I can have some success. Where recruiting, you can own a state, not have to do much. I where where would that be? Nebraska? I no, because you got to bring people in. That's tough. Would Alabama hire him? No. I, I just. It, there's no possible scenario I can lay out in my head where this works. So, Urban Meyer to Bowling Green. <laughs> Why would you do that? Why? It doesn't make it doesn't make sense on any level. We used to coach there, Seth. Oh, now we're going to do that stuff again. John Gruden was an assistant coach at Notre Dame. So, right? John Gruden's wife was a cheerleader at Tennessee, so you can go coach Tennessee. Take a pay cut. Go do that. Looney Tunes. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio, network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harp on Sports, Twitter at Harp on Sports, Instagram, Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, YouTube, Harp on Sports page as well. The podcast available for you, Spotify, Buzzsprout, and Apple Podcasts. I mentioned Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel, the bar, Harp on Sports, the Facebook page, and of course, HarpOnSports.com. So there you go. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein. Fun with your friends.